Well, hello and welcome everybody to the next episode of the Westlake Daily Podcast. And with me today, I have Colin Donaldson. Hello. And tell us what you do for a job, because that's what we're going to be talking about. So I work as the General Secretary of the Groupe Biblique des Écoles et Universités, which is basically the Christian groups that meet on the campuses of the universities and of the high schools in Switzerland. Excellent. And we're going to talk about the joys and the challenges of taking the gospel to students in a post-Christian world. Colin, it might help actually for us just to define what we mean by post-Christian world. Do you want to have a stab at that? Yeah, what's interesting is, you know, if you look at the canton of Vaux, which was very strongly Protestant over the years, and I think one example of this is when I went into the army, in the Swiss army, I saw a list of everybody's church affiliations, and virtually everybody had put down that they were Protestant in the army. I thought, oh, great, there's going to be other Christians here. So I asked around in my unit, and basically I found two people in the whole unit of 100 people that had ever been to a church before. And it was for a wedding. Apart from that, nobody had even set foot in a church service before. And this was so, about 20 years ago? So that was about 20 years ago. So that's what I'm, uh, I think is, means a post-Christian world. Some people still have some Christian cultural heritage, but most people just have got no clue about any of the Christian stories and what the Christian message is. Yeah. So Christianity has shaped our society, but now people have no knowledge really of what Christianity is, and they may even see it as an unwanted outsider. Yeah, interestingly, sometimes you see in, on social media people complaining about so many Christian expressions being used in their language still today and being irritated by the fact that so much of our culture is still impregnated by Christianity, even although it's no longer present in our society as, as a faith. One of my daughters was telling me about an episode in school where the story of David and Goliath was used as an illustration of defeating the giant. And the majority, all but two students in the class, none of them had any understanding of who David and Goliath were. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be quite common, yeah. Okay, so what are the challenges that ministering in this kind of context gives for you, for your organisation? Well, one of the things that we realise is we're having to be more creative about reaching people where they're at. In the old days, you used to be able to have a talk, for example, is where is God when I suffer, for example, would have been a, a title that we would use for a talk. Yeah. But now there's no way that that would work because who cares? I mean, does God even exist? It's not something that's on the radar of people. And even if he does, so what? Yeah, and so what? So we're having to think in a far more, well, how, how do we relate to people? And what's interesting about our culture today is in some sense, it's become far more moralist in certain ways uh, and amoral in others. So we've seen the rise of environmentalism being really strong. And then it can change from faculty to faculty, but some social issues like feminism are really strong. And you, so you have to be careful about how, how you word things to not uh, put people off from the outset. But one thing that we're finding is actually wording things in a way that actually relates to people's needs, because people's needs for discovering 
you know, the meaning of life is still there. And to answer the question is, why is there suffering in this world is still there? So maybe being a bit more creative in the titles we give to our talks and in the way we approach them. So you actually speak to the, or you raise the, the kind of questions that people are actually asking and considering, even if they haven't verbalised those yet. Yes, exactly. So for example, the same talk, we might give the title, what answers to our suffering? And we would actually say our suffering rather than my suffering, because what we're noticing is we're living in a period where we're moving away from the post-modern individualism towards more of a corporate idea. So we would probably say, where is God in our suffering? Fascinating. And what about, you mentioned about the sort of disinterest, uh, disinterested people. How do you reach people who have the attitude of, so what, this doesn't matter, I'm not interested? <laughs> I think there's always the different reactions of antagonism or of, well, it's totally irrelevant or maybe slight interest, but really people actually go through quite a lot of challenges in their life. And I think it's at those moments of challenges and you know, particularly now with this whole situation uh, where you can, people are suddenly asking deeper questions about the meaning of life and what does that mean for them? And they don't have the answers. So ultimately, even although there will be, a, you know, what's the point? You know, there's no God. It doesn't, doesn't really exist. When it actually comes to the points of um, maybe challenges or suffering, uh, people actually do want to have answers to those questions. They're not disinterested then. They're not disinterested then. Yeah. Those are some of the challenges, and I'm sure there are others. We didn't even touch on you know, sort of the opposition that you might get from authority mm -hmm. figures. But it's also a great time to be doing ministry, I suspect. What, what are some of those joys? Well, to hear about those joys, you're going to have to tune in next week. God bless you.